the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Step on the guitar here, nor the vocals. Hi, everybody. Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast, AM 970, The Answer. Wait for it. Yeah, that's right. Stairway to heaven. You can't mistake it. Robert Plant, the great Jimmy Page, and the rest of Led Zeppelin. Stairway to heaven. Uh, This past Monday, uh, which would make it November the 8th, was the 50th anniversary that Stairway to Heaven was released. It was never released as a single. Um, Came out with with the album. it is probably, arguably, the greatest rock song of all time. And I know people get tired of it and it's boring and whatever. And, you know, it is funny. When I first started out in the radio business, and welcome to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. We'll get into all of that in just a second. But I just want to uh, mention about um, this song and 50 years makes me very old, number one. Number two, I, I remember when I listened to this song, you know, when you hear it over and over again on rock radio, on classic rock radio, you're like, oh my goodness gracious, enough already. Like, we've, we've heard it, we've heard it, we've heard it. But then when you really dive into it and you listen to this eight-minute song, it's one of the few eight-minute songs that are played on the radio in its entirety. Um, it is, without a doubt, the rock anthem. Best song of all time? Uh, I think you can argue there are a couple of songs that kind of, you know, maybe get into that stratosphere, but I think there is no denying when it, there's these lists that are out, and I hate lists, but when these lists do come out, Stairway to Heaven is usually on the top of that list, and uh, you know maybe I can't really argue that point too much on this program, but Stairway to Heaven is still a classic rock song. Whenever it comes on, you sing it, you know, the bustle in your hedgerow and you know all that other stuff. It, it's just, it's a phenomenal song. Now look, We've got a great show for you tonight. We've got news and notes to get to. Uh, coming up in 20 minutes, Michael Buchowski. Uh, he's from Lukey Brewing. He's going to join me on the program. He's a brewer there, and with the help of Flight Company Brewing, they've created a beer with a portion of the proceeds that will be helping out the Wounded Warriors Project. 
That's coming up in 20 minutes from now. Uh, but let us dive into news and notes, because I don't want to run out of time in this segment uh, with me blabbing on about uh, Led Zeppelin and Stairway to Heaven. And the other thing that I, that I re- always remember about the fact that last Monday on the 8th of November that this song came out, 30 years ago was the last show that Dave Herman did with WNEWFM as the morning guy. And we sang Stairway to Heaven with a group of listeners at Grand Central Station. It was a pretty awesome event, if, and if I recall correctly, it was a Friday, because that Monday, Dave was supposed to be in and didn't show up. It was a contract thing. He ended up leaving the radio station. But it was the last thing that Dave ever did at, at WNDWFM before he came back again uh, for another time. There were a couple times he had left the station, but that was, I think, his longest run uh, at NEW. I digress. Uh, right now, available at all the best beer locations in New Jersey and New York, Ross Brewing's Tart It Up, it's their 10% Imperial Tart Cherry Saison. It's made with wild tart cherries, flaked wheat, their French Saison yeast. Um, it is this beer, uh, according to them, made for food pairings. Uh, so again, a 10% Imperial Sour Saison. They added a whole heap and bunch of wild tart cherries. Um, the uh, cherry flavor goes throughout the glass when you open the bottle, when you pour it, when it uh, is you know on your nose. It's a farmhouse style uh, fresh from uh, uh, farm fresh stone fruit, uh, and also uh, French saison yeast, as I mentioned. It is in stores and on tap soon. It is, of course, available uh, via tap room uh, for home delivery if you live in New York. And speaking of which, uh, Almentry is also on tap room. So if you live in New York and you want to get Ross Brewing or Almentry beers delivered to you, and you live in New York, like I said, just head over to the tap room app. You can order those beers and have them delivered uh, at your leisure, which is pretty cool. Now, Firestone Walker, uh, about a week or so ago, released Cinnamon Dolce Nitro Stout. It's an all-new seasonal beer infused with Saigon cinnamon sticks and premium Madagascar vanilla beans made to warm your soul, as they say, as the weather turns cold. The base stout brewed with dark roasted specialty malts and parts of hints of caramel and chocolate. Uh, the beer is then infused with the cinnamon and vanilla beans. Finally, the beer is nitro- uh, nitronated. For a creamy, uh, velvety texture, the result of delicious stout with all of the festive spice and smoothness one could want from a fall-winter seasonal cinnamon dolce nitro stout. Now rolling out to all Firestone Walker markets in six-pack, uh, 12-ounce cans, as well as draft formats. It is available also at all Firestone Walker brewery locations. This is the time for a stout, folks. Um, and uh, if your brewer is making a, a delicious stout, it's definitely the time to get it. It's one of those you pour it in the glass, you take a sip, you let it sit for a little bit, warm up, um, get it to around 50, 55 degrees, and then just drink it to your heart's content. That's the best part about a stout. It's meant to be drunk slowly, relaxing. It's not meant to be, you know, guzzled down in 10 seconds. It's one of those beers that you kind of crack open, you savor it. And I listen, I like a good stout that's around 6% that you can have more than one. I love a stout that's 10 or 11%. When it gets above, you know, to 15%, that's a lot. Uh, and it's one of those probably one and done beers. But, you know, it's one of those things. I, I, nothing beats a good stout. Moving along here on our news and notes here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And, of course, portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Uh, get your beer directly from the source, Route 34. In beautiful Colt Snack, New Jersey, right next to Delicious Orchards, they're going to be getting some stouts coming up uh, on uh, on draft and in cans very soon. So take advantage of that. Um, 
you will not be disappointed. And the ambiance there is fantastic. I mean, they are just killing it, especially in their place in Fishtown as well. The food there, Kenny Cuomo does an amazing job curating the food at that place as well. Now, November 28th couldn't come at a more important time. That's uh, when Small Brewery Sunday happens. That's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. This was introduced back in 2019 by the Brewers Association, and it encourages people uh, to celebrate on the Sunday after Thanksgiving and support your local breweries, brew pubs, and tap rooms on that day in particular, and obviously throughout the holidays. But it's uh, similar in concept to American Craft Beer Week, but this is one day in Small Brewery Sunday where you can do your part to help out these breweries. A lot of them were economically impacted. Some had to close. A lot of them were able to shift their models and stay open. Um, But obviously, as the holidays go, they want you to frequent more. It's getting cold. Maybe you want to go and sit in a brewery for a little bit uh, and have a couple of beers. Um, This is an important time. Head over. This is the third annual Small Brewery Sunday. It calls on beer lovers to celebrate the positive impact that local breweries have had on your community. Uh, Small and independent craft breweries obviously provide jobs that give places to gather with friends and family, and they keep our glasses filled with delicious craft beer. And again, uh, nearly 8,000 small independent breweries uh, around the the country. All of us need to step up to help those folks out. So hopefully you can step up and help. I certainly am going to plan on uh, being at a brewery uh, that Sunday. Maybe it'll be my brewery uh, wet ticket, which is right down the road from me, or maybe somewhere else. But uh, for for sure, uh, I definitely want to make it a point uh, to get to a brewery on Small Brewery Sunday. And always. I mean, I was at Wet Ticket this past weekend. Uh, last weekend, uh, I had a chance to try their new beer, uh, Elise, which was fantastic. We'll have a review of that coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, but Tim does a great job over there, and it's always nice on a Friday to be able to pull in there before 5 o'clock and uh, sit and have a couple of beers and, and chat with people. Uh, about, you know, just about anything about various walks of life. Real quick, Vermont Recycling, uh, you know, uh, the plastic can carriers that are used for beers uh, ends up, um, you know, a lot of times you put them in your recycling and they don't get recycled. But now a lot of places are starting to reuse them. A lot of breweries are starting to reuse these plastic uh, can carriers. So in Vermont, um, what they are doing is teaming up with three earth-friendly organizations, Eco-Friendly Beer, whom we've had Rob Vandebele on the program, Reusable Solutions and Casella Waste Solutions, have joined forces with Vermont breweries and cideries on a new pilot program to make for a better world. It's the Vermont Plastic Can Carrier Reuse and Recycle Initiative. The goal is to reduce the need for new carriers by offering taproom take-back programs that allow the ones already in circulation to be used over and over again. A lot of businesses are already using them, um, the idea is to scale up existing re- uh, reuse efforts by raising awareness and creating a more formalized network of participants, including beer and cider producers, consumers, and various environmental groups. Zero Gravity, Switchback Brewing in Burlington are using it. Uh, the Beverage Warehouse in Winooski, uh, Goodwater Brewing, Brewery in Williston, Black Flannel Brewing and Distilling in Essex. A lot of breweries are using this. Casella Waste Systems has provided these businesses custom collection bins for the pilot program. We'll also help participants ensure that unusable carriers, those that are damaged or are in excess, get properly recycled through a special arrangement that sidesteps the troublesome single-stream sorting process required at a material recovery facility. And that's part of the problem. You're not able to recycle them because they're all lumped into one thing and they need to be sorted. And I know my, my guy, Tim, over at Wet Ticket, uh, has said to me, if you have the black ones, bring them back. He steams them at 180 degrees kills all the bacteria, and reuses them for the next batch of cans. So if you can do that, ask your brewer. 
they may be able to recycle them so this way or reuse them. So this way you're not throwing them away and they're going to waste. When we come back after a short break, we got more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. <laughs> Welcome back to the Agatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Something new from Joe Bonamassa's Time Clocks. It's called Known Unknowns. Uh, he just released this album a couple of weeks ago, and boy, I've got to see this cat play again. I know he's playing uh, nearby in Easton, Pennsylvania, uh, coming up uh, at the end of this month. But actually, I'm probably going to go and see him down at the uh, Count Basie Theater in Red Bank uh, come March because uh, a little bit closer for me, so it'll be easier for me uh, to get to him. Now, uh, you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, Alexa Ready as well, Odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network, HoppedUpNetwork.com, listen to my show or a plethora of other shows uh, whenever you feel like it. Now coming up in 10 minutes, Michael Butchkoski from Lukey Brewing is going to join me. He's a brewer over there, and with the help of Flight Co. Brewing, they've created a beer with a portion of the proceeds that are going to help the Wounded Warriors Project. Uh, it, so you definitely want to tune in for that interview. That is coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. The big breaking news that happened um, a couple of days ago is that Bell's Brewery founder, Larry Bell, announced he's reached an agreement with Lion, an Australian-based brewer, for the sale of Bell's. Lion acquired Colorado's New Belgium Brewing in 2019. The moves will see the Michigan-based craft brewer come together with New Belgium, aligning two great American craft brewers. Larry Bell, of course, founded Bell's back in 1985, brewed its first beers, in a 15-gallon soup kettle, uh, he shared the news, announced his own retirement from the company. He turned into a household name at the company's annual all-employee event. Bell said uh, during that event, I'm so proud of what we've been able to accomplish together from our wonderful fans to the amazing team that has helped share our beer with the world to the ways we've been able to invest in clauses we believe in. This has been an absolutely incredible journey. He said the decision ultimately came down to two determining factors. First, the folks at New Belgium share our ironclad commitment to the craft of brewing and the community-first way we've built our business. Second, this was the right time. I've been doing this for more than 36 years and recently battled some serious health issues. I want everyone who loves this company like I do to know we have found a partner that truly values our incredible beer, our culture, and the importance of our roots here in Michigan. Now, the combination of Bells and New Belgium places the expanded company at the top of the U.S. craft beer market in sales volume and growth, with an extraordinary lineup of brands, including the number one IPA brand in the United States, Voodoo Ranger, along with Fat Tire, Two-Hearted Ale, and Oberon Ale. After the sale closes in the coming months, beer drinkers should expect no changes to Bell's current beers, which are distributed across 43 states, as well as the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Uh, look, for those of you that are upset by this, and I saw a number of comments on social media uh, about the merger between Bell's and New Belgium, you need to understand something. People get in this business... 
yes, as a labor of love to make beer, but also to make money. Now, this is a guy in Larry Bell who has been brewing beer for 36 years. He's tired. He's done. He wants to, you know, he wants to ride off into the sunset. And if you don't think that brewers are, are here to brew beer to make a profit, if you think they're not here to do that, you're out of your mind. There's overhead costs. There's employees to pay. There's all sorts of other things going on. Um, this is a merger that will help both breweries. Now, having said that, am I a fan of New Belgium? No, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't really care for a lot of their beers. I think um, a lot of their beers just don't taste right to me, and I don't know why that is. Um, and I've had I, I, the last time I had a New Belgium beer was back in August, and I didn't care for it. I kind of drank. I, I think I drank half of it and I poured the rest of it out. Uh, I'm not trying to disparage the company. It's just my personal feel of how I feel about them. I've had a couple of things from Bell's. Good stuff. Um, you know, not bad. Is it mind blowing? Is it? I have to run and get it. No, absolutely not. But in the long term, this protects Bell's employees as well as New Belgium's, and they'll get, they're going to move forward. Celebrate that. It's, it, you know, it's a good thing, and that's why these guys are in business. And I'm sure that every other very small brewer that's out there eventually wants to get to that point where somebody comes along to purchase them. I mean, there are a few that are going to stick it out and say, no, this is what I love to do, and I'm going to continue to make the money I'm making. And that's great. I applaud that. But there are a lot of people in this business that are here to make money and move on to that next level. I- I'm sorry, but that's just the reality of it. Uh, let's move on. We've talked about the... Um, uh, the Bolero Snort uh, source combination, I've seen the label. It looks great. The beer is going to be awesome. It was brewed this past weekend, uh, the collab between Bolero and Source. Bolero is doing a, a brownie type of uh, stout. Source is going to be doing a cookie type of stout, uh, calling it bake sale. It's going to be great. We are going to be at Bolero Snort Brewing. The show is going to be there on Friday, December 10th. We're going to broadcast live from Bolero Snort from 8 to 9 p.m. The Army-Navy game is on Saturday the 11th. We've got a pair of tickets that we're going to give away. If you're at Bolero Snort on Friday the 10th, you put your name in a hat. We're going to pull one out at the end of the show, and we're going to give you a pair of tickets to go see the Army-Navy game at MetLife Stadium. First time it's been there, by the way. 316 20th Street in Carlstadt, New Jersey. Going to have lots of fun there. The guys from Source are going to be there. The guys from Bolero are going to be there. Uh, I know the Screaming Hill folks are trying to get there, but I think they have a wedding that night and may not be able to make it. Both beers from Bolero and Source are going to be released uh, that day or, or that week, and also... The collab between Scream and Hill and Source are also going to be released on December 10th. It's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal time. The folks over at Craft and Carry have opened up a pop-up bottle shop uh, at the Empire State Building as the iconic landmark celebrates its 90th anniversary, which is very cool. So they've partnered with Five Boroughs Brewing, Craft and Carry has, to launch a limited batch IPA available only on the Empire State Building's 86th floor within the observatory experience. Got to go up to the 86th floor to get this. If you're afraid of heights, guess what? You're not getting this beer. Appropriately named View from the Top of the Empire State Building, a 6.5% hazy IPA offers a tropical uh, a traffic jam of tastes. Flake dotes balance heavy Amarillo and Citra Hop additions. Bumper-to-bumper flavor to best enjoy the view from the top. Grab your brew on Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. or Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. For the rest of November. In addition to the limited time pop-up, Craft and Carry will be opening its eighth location in Hell's Kitchen this month. It's located at 751 9th Avenue between 50th and 51st Street. The new location will feature a rotating selection of 24 beers on draft and over 300 plus bottles and cans. Craft and Carry dot beer 
for more information. Very, very cool. Our friends from Founders have announced the return of barrel-aged Cherry L Frontwood. Uh, last released as part of Founders Mothership Series in 2020, Frontwood uh, is the light-bodied Cherry L aged in barrels that previously held bourbon and maple syrup. The barrel-aged beer developed an impassioned following after its initial release in 2017. It was very good. Frontwood has an ABV of 8%. It's available in four packs of 12-ounce bottles and on draft in Founders Grand Rapids and Detroit Tap Rooms uh, coming up on November 26th. Nationwide, starting in January of next year, Frontwood will have a retail price of $15 a four-pack. Prices will vary by market. And our friends from Trogues have introduced a limited director's cut of its iconic holiday ale, Mad Elf Grand Cru. Like its counterpart, Mad Elf Grand Cru starts with chocolate, Munich, and Pilsner malts. Features a large addition of local Pennsylvania wildflower honey. It's also fermented with the same spicy Belgian yeast strain as Mad Elf, which coaxes flavors of cinnamon, clove, and allspice. The addition of uh, Balaton cherries, loads of them make all the difference. Mad Elf Grand Cru clocks in at the same 11% ABV as Mad Elf, but the color is closer to a burgundy, and the beer's flavor is notably more tart. Uh, as founding brother Tro- from Trogues, Chris Trogner says, putting this beer in four packs of three seventy-five milliliter bottles helps give it that extra special touch. We use the same bottles of beer uh, like Lagrave and Jovial that we bottle condition, and we know the corks are great at keeping that extra pressure in. That means they're also great at keeping oxygen out for a beer like Grand Cru that people like to age. That's a big plus. Medelf's Grand Cru available in 375 milliliter bottles throughout Pennsylvania uh, starting this past week. Everywhere else, Trogues is sold over the next few weeks. So kudos from our friends from Trogues on that release of Mad Elf. Uh, and, and again, you know, the whole thing with Bell, uh, Bells in New Belgium, I get it. People, were, people are very upset. It, it's, it's interesting to me. A couple of the comments that I saw on some of the um, craft beer Facebook pages, you know, like one guy said, I'm no longer going to support them. I'm going to support smaller breweries in their journey. And you know what? That's cool. That's cool if you're going to do that and you decide that you're just not going to support them anymore. Um, but there are people that, let's face it, they're upset by these things. And I, I, I guess in a way I understand being vi- viscerally upset about it. And in other ways, um, I'm kind of confused by it. It, it kind of baffles me a little bit because, at, at least to me, um, I don't understand why you're doing that. You're cutting your nose despite your face. There's still going to be a, a, a brewer of beer that you enjoy. So why would you want to ruin that by saying you're not going to support them anymore? I, I get it. You know, I get the, the blue point argument. I get the argument when guys sell out to AB InVev. I, I, I can understand that from a point. I don't want to support big beer. And maybe you could say the company that is merging them together is a big beer company. But if they're going to keep the same values uh, that they have kept throughout their 36 years of existence, why are you going to hate them for that? I don't understand it. When we come back after a short break, Michael Butchkowski from Lukey Brewing is going to join me on the program. And that program is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
sorry, but I can't let the uh, late, great Eddie Van Halen's piano get in the way of uh, my introduction. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo, Instagram, at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast, uh, via email, AlbertG at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows there. We're Alexa ready as well. Available on Odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network. You head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can download and listen to the podcast at your leisure. Dreams is the name of the song from Van Halen's 5150 album. Uh, it's a wonderful video uh, that shows the Blue Angels flying in formation. It's part of the reason why I'm having our next guest on the program, not because of the Blue Angels, but because he served our country. Now, my next guest is a brewer at Lukey Brewery. He's located in Arvada, Arvada Calif- uh, Colorado. Excuse me. They have a beer that's out this week. It was a collaboration with Flight Company Brewing to help support veterans. Of course, Veterans Day was this past Thursday, but you can still help. For more info on the brewery, you can follow their Facebook page just or just head over to Lukey Brew. Dot com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 for the first time, uh, Michael Buchkowski. Michael, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Great to be here. Thank you, Michael. And first off, thank you for your service. And as I read in your bio, going back to World War II, uh, you had uh, people serving in the military in your family. Tell the folks a little bit about your service to our country and how many tours did you do? So my service uh, originally started back in uh, 1989. Uh, from Washington State, joined the joined the Army, and um, had a little break, went to college after a couple of years uh, enlisted, and then uh, became an officer in uh, 1996 and just retired back in 2017 after serving about 23 years on active duty. A um, couple of those years were deployed uh, one year to Iraq mm-hmm. and then one year to Afghanistan, and then I also was fortunate enough to spend six other years in Europe and enjoyed my time over there immensely. Wow. And and again, you retired after 23 years of service. You retired as a lieutenant colonel. Is that right? I did. I did. Yep. And, and let me let me ask you, Michael, the the best part about serving our our great country. I mean, this was, was this obviously it was in your family history and you felt compelled when you got out of high school. You felt like I have to do something here. I have to follow along in the family tradition and and serve our great country. I, I did that. I think that was the original reason for going in. And right. then when you get in and you're working with some real great professional folks that uh, always are up in the bar and you're wanting to improve and you're, you know, you're fighting with the, your brothers and sisters next to you. Right. That was uh, an important piece as you continued your service. It's working with some great Americans. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely want to change the thing. It was uh, all all that been some. All right, and so then, how do you go from the military colonel to then going into uh, a brewing beer? So one of my assignments, I was stationed in Colorado Springs, okay. and I'd always wanted to learn how to do home brewing. So I just went down to the local brew shop in Colorado Springs in year two thousand, I think it was. Wow! And uh, I got the kit and got hooked. So uh, as I moved around in my assignments, continued to brew beer um, with some breaks when I was in Iraq and Afghanistan. That was a little difficult to do over there. But, uh, yeah, I I just brewed at different places in the U.S. Uh, Challenges, living in apartments and no basements. But 
for the most part, I, I continued to brew since 2000 to date. Wow, that's so, that's yeah, pretty cool. It. And I would guess that in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's a little difficult to have the distillery like the 4077 did in MASH. So it's a little yeah. hard, tough to get hops out there uh, to, to brew beer. Uh, we're, we're talking with Michael Butchkoski. He's a brewer at uh, Lukey Brewery located in Arvada, uh, Colorado. LukeyBrew.com is the website for more info on how to get a taste of this new brew for Veterans Day weekend. It's called All Veterans Hail. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and Michael, why involve flight company brewing in the process of making this beer and not making it an exclusive uh, to Lukey? Well, I, I wanted to reach out to some other breweries in the Denver area, mm. and uh, um, and the owner uh, Jeff Smith, he was uh, all supportive of that. So I went to uh, visit some other breweries, and you know, we uh, uh, just kind of wanted to share a collab, and told them that hey, I'm a military vet, and you know, this coming Veterans this uh, this past Veterans Day here, we discussed uh, uh, brewing that beer, Jeff and I, and uh, um, I wanted to bring on another brewery just kind of that community the cohesion the unity and always doing a collab is always fun and and you guys ultimately decided on an american pale ale uh, why that style uh rather than maybe say i mean is the american pale ale the traditional american style of beer i would think that it would be a pilsner but of course we know that pilsners are from germany but is the american pale ale yeah. something that's that's uniquely american and that's why you wanted to do it that that spot on really the name American it just resonated with it so when I was developing or just kind of searching for a name for the beer I wanted that American pale ale to kind of lead the charge and like you just said a German pilsner although I love them it just didn't have the same veteran tone or it didn't have the same meaning behind it or an Irish stout so I, I was yeah full on with American pale ale from the beginning and that kind of helped me. Uh, narrow my name of the beer down to American or right. all Veterans Ale that is AVA. I like to throw the acronym out there like we used to do in the military all the time. So AVA. I like that. I like that. And and also, too, you need to find a beer when you're doing something like this that's approachable for almost everybody because if you go one way or the other, if you do an IPA or you do a stout, there may be people that just aren't into that type of beer. And so you want something that's approachable to get a lot of people drinking it and obviously a lot of people talking about it. We're talking with Michael Butchkoski. He's the brewer at Lukey Brewery located in Arvada, Colorado. LukeyBrew.com, the website for more information on how to get a taste of this new brew for Veterans Day weekend. It's called All Veterans Ale, or AVA, as Michael likes to say. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. What I think is a very cool thing about this beer is that a dollar from each pint poured is going to help support Wounded Warrior Project. Is this the first time that you've been involved with them, and how receptive were they? This is the first time I've been involved. I've always wanted to do something uh, since I retired um, with them and, and for veterans. So um, I, uh, I approached uh, Jeff Smith and just said, Hey, Jeff, this is uh, the charitable organization. Um, I think that's really meaningful for veterans. Um, and he supported it. And then uh, the collab with the other brewery, uh, Flight Co. Uh, Brewing, they also are supporting the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, they'll have the AVA beer on tap at their brewery as well. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's really important. I think it's great that not only you're supporting veterans, but you're giving back as well. Because you know, a, a project like the Wounded Warrior Project is so important to a lot of these people. You yourself, who have served, that may need a helping hand and may not know how to reach out to get that helping hand. And this, you know, a dollar from every pint absolutely helps the Wounded Warrior Project continue their mission, right? Absolutely, and and another uh, charitable organization that uh, has been supported with the with this beer 
um, Yakima Chief Hops. Mm-hmm. When uh, we bought some of the hops, there's a veteran blend hop that they provided this year. They provide this uh, annually, and it's a uh, military brewers come up with this hop blend. And uh, when we found out about that, we did a little slight adjustment with the recipe for the AVA and included the veteran hop blend. And the sales from that veteran hop blend, they go to support wounded canines. So uh, we have you know, wounded warriors supported with the sale of the beer, and then with some of the ingredients, we're supporting wounded canines as well. And, and Michael, I'm going to assume that with the, based on the success of all veterans' ale, this is something that you'd be wanting to continue to brew uh, in years to come and maybe come out around Veterans Day every year, correct? Absolutely, yeah. We, we the, the cause is there, um, and, and uh, the, the beer is uh, selling well. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue this effort and and, the, and get more, uh, you know, get some more veterans supported through this beer and maybe bring on some more breweries for a, a multiple brewery collab. That would that would be really cool. And besides the old veterans ale, any other new beers uh, coming out in the near future from Lukey? What's uh, what's looking up uh, on the horizon for Lukey? So yeah, we got some uh, some fall beers that uh, our our number one seller remains our, our hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're always brewing that pretty regularly. And then um, our our pumpkin pie, our Grammys pumpkin uh, ale is uh, selling very well as well. Um, we just uh, brewed a, a honey wheat um, this just recently, and then um, yeah, we always got something uh, uh, coming up for the future there, especially in the fall. Oh yeah, and, and you know, and obviously with the winter time coming, those stouts are all will always come in handy uh, for those cold nights, especially. Uh, in Colorado. My guest has been Michael Butchkoski. Uh, He's uh, the, one of the brewers at Lukey Brewery located in Arvada, Colorado. LukeyBrew.com, the website for more information and how you can get a taste of this new beer that he uh, created with Flyco Company, uh, Flyco uh, Beer Company uh, for Veterans Day weekend. It's called All Veterans Ale. Uh, and if you, you purchase a pint, a dollar of every pint is going to go uh, to support Wounded Warrior Project, which is really awesome. Michael, again, thank you for your service. Good luck with the beer, and uh, good luck with the fundraising. And thank you so much for joining me tonight. I very much appreciate it. I appreciate it, too, and appreciate the, the spreading the good word. Happy Veterans Day again to everyone. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Oh, the unmistakable voice of Lemmy, ladies and gentlemen. As usual, somebody has messed with my levels in the studio, and I just uh, just wish people would stay out of the studio when we're trying to do a live show record. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Alcatulo. Instagram, at Catulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well, uh, iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com, and of course the Hopped Up Network, the good folks over at the Hopped Up Network uh, at uh, hoppedupnetwork.com. You can uh, download and listen to a plethora of podcasts whenever you feel like it. So Ace of Spades, Motorhead, 
it was, uh, what was it, Monday the 9th, I believe, that it was the uh, you know anniversary of that album being released. It was their fourth album and probably their most successful album. Got a chance to see uh, Motorhead about a month before Lemmy passed away uh, down in Philly, uh, the Tower, I think it was. And um, what an amazing show. I mean, you could tell he was not good. Um, they basically propped him up on stage. He barely moved the entire time. But, boy, he could still sing. He could still play the bass. But you could tell he was, you know, dealing with some issues. Um, and about a month later, he ended up uh, passing away. What a shame. Um, but very fortunate that I was able to see him um, just shortly before he passed away. But let's dive into Suds and Duds, which, of course, is always our final segment of the program where I tell you about the various beers that I've had over the past few weeks. Uh, and I will let you know whether they I like them uh, that, or I don't like them. So it's a Suds, I like them, a Dud, I don't like them. Deschutes and Stone Brewing, two iconic beer companies, uh, got together and did a collab. Uh, it's called Let's Be, uh, and B is spelled B-E-E for Bumblebee, Homies, Hazy IPA. They both used honey uh, from their respective states um, and combined together to uh, create this IPA. Uh, honey forward for sure. Uh, you get the sweetness uh, when you crack open the can. Slight bite, but v- you know, very hazy. Um, a very good beer. I was uh, very surprised at how this turned out. I like the honey. The sweetness is not cloying, but it is definitely there. You could definitely tell that there is a good presence uh, of honey in the beer. So nice work from these two iconic brands. Jacktoberfest from Ross Brewing, uh, John Cocosa. Uh, had dropped me off a whole bunch of Ross beers, and I'm working my way uh, through them as best as I can. So I had this Jacktoberfest a couple weeks ago. A good Mars and a little more spice than I would have liked. Uh, still one of the better ones that are out there. Um, it was a little too um, a little too much spice for me in this. It was an enjoyable beer, but I felt like the spice was just uh, maybe just a little heavy-handed on it. I think I would have backed off on the spice a little bit uh, so as not to be so prominent, but... A decent beer nonetheless. And listen, Ross is killing it out there in Jersey. They're getting their name out everywhere. Uh, Their beers are very good. Uh, The tap room uh, should be opening uh, fairly soon. Uh, I know they're trying to get it done by by the end of this year, but I get the sense it's probably going to be first quarter of um, of 2022 simply for the fact that it's now a bureaucracy thing. It's just waiting for the ABC and waiting for other agencies to, uh, to get together and get over and get those inspections done. That's the biggest problem here uh, in terms of the brewery and getting it open. Uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, pre- uh, pre-science uh, or Prescience. Prescience? Pre-science? I'm, I'm going to say pre-science, even though it's probably not the right way you say it. From Wild East. Oh, my goodness gracious. A farmhouse Blondale. Uh, really love the flavor. Digging it in a big way. I like what these guys at Wild East do. I'm so happy that they're in New Jersey. Um, but this is a great little tap room in Brooklyn that you absolutely have to go to if you're into traditional beer styles. You know, here's how I equate Wild East. If you've been to the Seed in Atlantic City, and I know it's two different breweries, but they're basically brewing the same types of beers. So if you like traditional styles, if you like Pilsners, Lagers, Grisettes, Saisons, those types of beers, that's definitely the, the direction that you want to go in. That's the pl- This is where you want to be in Brooklyn at Wild East Brewing. Same thing with the seed down in Atlantic City. Um, they do do IPAs, both of them, uh, but they don't do a lot of them. It's, uh, it's more traditional stuff, and that's what I like about it. Really, really good beers. Uh, I have yet to have a bad beer 
uh, from Wild East so far. Samuel Adams Fest beer. Well, the folks from Sam Adams had sent me a couple of these beers a while back. Finally got a chance to dive into them. A tad much on the sweetness on this Fest beer, but overall not a bad lager. Uh, enjoyed it. Um, had some nice crispness to it. And um, But again, just a, lit, a hair too sweet uh, on my palate. Uh, the Passaic Porter from Russ Brewing. All I can say about this honey porter is this. Let it warm up. That's the best way to enjoy one of these things. Put it in a glass. Let it sit for a few minutes. Have a sip. Let it sit for a few more minutes. Have a sip. Take your time drinking it. You will not be disappointed. It is a really good beer. So kudos to the folks from Ross Brewing. Now, I had an opportunity to get over to Torch and Crown when I went to see the record company a couple of weeks ago uh, with my best friend Mark. And, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out what we were going to eat before we headed over to Irving Plaza. And I said, listen, we come out of the Holland Tunnel, go right over to Torch and Crown. They got food. They got beer. They'll take care of us. Beautiful. So we go. Listen, I've talked about Torch and Crown. I'm so happy that they're open. You definitely have to check the place out. The food is very good. The beers are spot on. I started off with a transverse, a perfect beer to start the night, dark, delicious, really, really nice. Um, then I had Fetch, which was their beer. Uh, they were brewing um, for do- uh, with dogs, hazy, super drinkable, light, loved it, a very tasty, uh, a really nice beer. But what Torch and Crown does over there is fantastic. Do, you will, on Van Damme Street, do not, I'm telling you, you come into the city, make a stop. Before you go out for the night, make a stop. It's right out of the Holland Tunnel. It's literally, when you come out of the Holland Tunnel, three minutes maybe, and you're there. I mean, it's really, really convenient. I'm not happy they took away the NYP parking over there because I used to have a spot where I could park right across the street from the brewery. But that's okay. If you get there and you get, you get a spot on the street, which you can pay, um, you're, you're in luck. Um, I d- believe there's off-street parking after 6 o'clock at night over there, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, a moo cow. Uh, for or a mum cow, a mum cow, a mum cow from Bolero. Sometimes you know, Scott. Sometimes you, you get me on these names here. Or I'm a cow. I don't know. I'm a gang. Whatever. <laughs> Big hit, hit of orange and blackberry. Uh, a little bit chunky on this sour, uh, but I like it a lot. Uh, very good. Uh, came out a little chunky in the glass. I'm wondering if my my refrigerator is a little too cold, which is probably what it is. Um, then, uh, yeah, but it's a, a very good sour. What the, what the guys are doing at Polero with the fruited sours, they're just killing it. I mean, really. And don't forget, portions of the program brought to you by Bolero Snort, but also we're doing our live broadcast Friday, December 10th, 8 to 9 p.m., a special Algatulo Craft Beer cast live from Bolero Snort Brewing. Uh, they're going to be doing the, uh, we're going to be releasing the collab between Bolero and Source. Source is going to release their own version of the collab same day. They're also going to be releasing the version, uh, the uh, the collab we did with uh, Source and Screaming Hill. Uh, this is just going to be a jam-packed weekend. We're giving away tickets to the Army-Navy game. If you come to Bolero Snort, you put your name in the hat. Uh, we pull a name uh, at the end of the show. You get a pair of t- If you're the winner, you get a pair of tickets to go to the next day's Army-Navy game at MetLife Stadium. How cool is that? Believe me. Oh, and the other thing. Bring a new unwrapped toy. Okay, we're doing a, a big donation uh, with uh, Hackensack, with uh, Youth Child Services and the Hackensack Fire Department, um, giving away uh, toys for tots for Christmas time. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Get there Friday, December 10th, 8 to 9 p.m. That's when the live broadcast of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast will be. Cachet by Treehouse. Boy, let me tell you something. Pretty close to perfection in a glass. 
Hazy, strong, juicy. Uh, uh, Treehouse is another one of those breweries. I have not had a bad beer from these guys. They're fantastic. They do a great job. I'm so happy that I have a friend who goes there occasionally when he's on the road, and he brings back such awesome treats like Cachet by Treehouse. If you like Hazy, Strong, and Juicy, this is the beer for you, baby. Uh, Coconut Porter by Wet Ticket Brewing for a 6.5% beer. Um, This drinks like a boozy, boozy beer, but it's not. The coconut is balanced in it. It's delicious. It's definitely something that if you buy it, in the four-pack of cans, whether you get it at your local liquor store or you buy it direct from Wet Ticket, make sure you take it home and get it refrigerated as soon as possible because there's coconut in there. If you let it warm up and then you try and refrigerate it again, you're going to have a problem. But trust me, it is well worth getting home, putting it in the, ref- in the fridge, letting it cool, letting it get cold, opening it up, pouring it in a can, and letting it warm up. It is a delicious beer. One of the be- one of the best beers that Tim has made. Um, it- it's just a fantastic beer. I love it. Uh, I can't get enough of it. I think uh, next time I'm in there, if there's another four pack in there, definitely buying it to take it home. Uh, my thanks to everybody involved in the show, as well as my guest Michael Butchkowski from Lukey Brewing, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at six a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.